Then I asked you guys the question of if it's easier to rest for you or easier for you to just um, make yourself work is because we're talking about the Sabbath. So who can explain what the Sabbath is? What is the day that God told Moses and all of the people in Exodus 20 and the Ten Commandments to Wow, you even know what chapter it's in. For some reason, I just have to go to the Ten Commandments all the time. In the yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're going to be looking at Exodus 20. Yeah, so it's the day of rest that God commanded his people to take um, in the Old Testament and the old, the old law, the law of the Old Testament. Um, so the question today is, what does this mean for us? Are we still bound to that law? Because some of the laws of the Old Covenant still apply to us today, but some of them don't. And like God was pretty serious about the Sabbath. So what does that mean for how we should look at the Sabbath today? Um, so in order to get a holistic understanding of the Sabbath, we have to look at where it started. So go ahead and turn with me to Genesis 2. This is super short, um, super short verse. And then can I get someone to read Genesis 2, 2 through 3? And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he had rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Awesome. So God, after he created the whole world, which is a big task, he even rested. Um, do you think God needed to rest? Do you think he was tired? No. So why in the world did, da- like, Dad, why did God, I guess he is my heavenly dad, um, why in the world would God rest on the seventh day if he didn't even need to rest in the first place? Yeah, yeah, he's creating a rhythm for creation to work and work and to rest. To work and rest and work and rest. It's a cycle. Um, He's creating a rhythm for us. Uh, Go ahead and turn with me to Exodus 20. These are the Ten Commandments. So this is God's law for um, the people of Israel. Um, And it was meant to set them apart from other people and also just to um, make them a holy people. So Exodus 20, 8 through 11. I'll go ahead and read it since it's not that long. Um... It says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God, and on it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is with your gates, within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that was in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Um, so what was the purpose of the Ten Commandments? I kind of already said it, but let's see if you guys are listening. It was their own specific set of laws. What else is the purpose of the law? Yeah, guidelines. Yeah, yeah. If God tells you to do something, it's a priority immediately. Yeah. 
yeah, so God's people are supposed to be set apart. They're supposed to obey him because he's Lord. Um, he knows what's best and what he says goes, even if it makes no sense to us. Um, and so God's people were meant to be set apart. And so for other people looking in to their, their people group or their, or their city or whatever, this, the Sabbath day was being practiced, everyone, no one else was taking a Sabbath day. It was really inconvenient to take a Sabbath day during this time because you worked for all your food. Um, you worked all day to like supply for your family and to make sure that you could just survive. And so taking a whole day and just trusting the Lord with that day meant that you were trusting him like, okay, somehow the Lord is going to provide me food and shelter and clothing and like keep my family healthy. Um, and I'm going to surrender that to him. So it was a big deal. And people looking in would be like, what in the world? They're taking a whole day off of work. What are they thinking? Um, and so it's supposed to set them apart and enable them to trust the Lord more. So what does the law, maybe beyond the Ten Commandments, the whole law of the Old Testament, it gets really in-depth. It's like, don't wear mixed clothing, so you can only wear like 100% cotton, and don't do this, don't do that. Um, what, what does all these laws, what do they point to? Or what should they show us about ourselves? Yeah, that we can't do it, right? So it all points back to Jesus who could do it. So all these laws, the people could never follow them like perfectly because no man is perfect. So they would sacrifice goats and sacrifice lambs in order to pay to atone for their sins, um, which ultimately points to Jesus. So everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus. It points right back to him who is the ultimate sacrifice. Um, so let's look into how the Sabbath fits into the life of the people of God. Turn with me to Exodus 31. Um, and just some context here. This is, so the Lord just gave them instructions on how to build a temple. And so right now in our day and age, we have like lots of cool like construction equipment to like build buildings and um, lots of like resources in order to build a building. And it's still really hard to build a building. But imagine trying to build a huge temple exactly how God wanted it with no like, like, cool like technology that we have today um it would probably take a lot of work and they probably wanted to get done it it to get done like asap right and so here god is commanding them right after commanding them to build a temple he's commanding them to rest so who could read for us um chapter 31 verses 12 through 17 thank you andrea then the lord said to moses say to the israelites you must observe my sabbath this will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come, so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Observe the Sabbath, because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. Those who do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. For six days' work is to be done, but the seventh day is a day of, of Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day is to be put to death. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. In six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Awesome. I love the ending. He, he rested and was refreshed. Like, God was refreshed after taking a little rest day. That's nice <laughs> to think about, I guess. Um, so, why, based on this passage, why does God command the Sabbath for his people? What are the reasons? Yep, it's what God did. So we're supposed to model our lives after God. That's what God did. Why else? Why else is he commanding them to do a Sabbath day? 
It's holy. Yeah. It's like a really, really important day. Yeah. Holy means set apart. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a day that's different mm. than all of the other days, intentionally, mm. because God wants them to rest. Yes. To take a day and not be lifting stones mm. and carving stuff into them or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's supposed to be set apart. Totally different. I like that. Yeah. What else? There's one more thing. Because God said so. Yes, because God said so. Yeah. Yeah. God said so, and he says that it will sanctify you. How would taking a rest day sanctify you? At least my translation says sanctify. It says, like, it said before... When he says, like, it sanctifies you, it says that you may know that I am the Lord who yeah. sanctifies you. Mm. So it's, like, saying that it's, like, kind of reiterating that, like, idea that God is the one that takes care of you. Like, you're not the one that does everything. So, like, mm. having a day where you don't work um, kind of reminds you, like, I'm not really in control all the time. Yeah. And, like, seeing how God still takes care of you through that day kind of mm. reminds you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so simply giving a day over to the Lord can help you trust him more and sanctify you to be more like Christ, change you to be more like Christ because you're just trusting him with that day. You're saying, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to rest. And for the people of this time, that was a big deal because their whole life depended on how much they worked. For us, if we take a day off, it's not like our families are going to starve. We'll be hopefully okay. Um, but like for them, if they took a day off, that's one last day they had of harvesting the fields and building things and working um, and it just, it was so hard back then and it's hard today. Um, but for God, it, it was so important that his people did this. Um, so what does this text say the punishment is for working on the Sabbath? Death. It says put to death anyone who works on the Sabbath. And when I first read this, I was like, whoa, dear God, that's a bit extreme. So like if somebody like forgets to like check off like their to-do list and they go out and work on the sabbath that's like worthy of of death like that's that's a lot but that just shows how serious god is about his people just trusting him with this day um and so like god is saying to these people um rest and know that i am god um it's human nature to be tempted to think that we can work and work and work in order to earn our worth or earn our um, our livelihood or feel like we the weight of the world is on our shoulders. And sometimes it is. There's a lot of pressure that is on us. But ultimately, the Lord is in control of our whole life, and he never wants us to forget that um, and think that we can do it without him. Um, so a quote that I wrote down in your notes that I really want us to remember is that God is so powerful that even when we do nothing, he is still glorified. He does not need us. He doesn't need us at all. He allows us to be part of his plan. He allows us to walk this earth and to work hard for his glory. But if we sat around and did nothing, he can still be glorified because he is God and he is more powerful than we could ever imagine. And we should never ever think that we can, that we like we have anything to bring to the table other than just our dependence on him. So God is so powerful that even when we do nothing, he is still glorified. Um, so in the Old Testament, super clear, the Sabbath must be followed, otherwise you are a dead man. And that's a lot of pressure. Luckily, we don't live like that anymore. We're New Testament believers. Uh, we live in the New Covenant. So the New Covenant is after Jesus came, he says that he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So he fulfilled every single one of the laws in the Old Testament, died, 
And then now anyone that turns to him is covered with his righteousness. We no longer have to follow the law word by word, line by line, because he has freed us from it. Um, So this means that the Sabbath, at least the way that they were following it back then, no longer, we no longer have to do that today. So we no longer have to not work on the Sabbath. So if you pick up a shift on the Sunday, that's okay. You're not going to be put to death because of the law. Um, You're a New Testament believer, so you can work on a Sunday. Congratulations. Um, But we also can't ignore the commandment to rest either um, because Jesus said that he came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. So we still have to look at like what God was saying about the Sabbath and think of ways of how that can still apply to us today and how we can still recognize that he's God in it. Um, So since the beginning of creation, like we talked about at the very beginning, God has has created like this rhythm of life where it's work and rest and work and rest. That's the rhythm he created us to be in. And he also created us to be finite beings that need rest. We can't do everything all the time. Um, So what does the Sabbath mean for us today as new covenant Christ followers? Um, I came up with two Two things. Number one, it means we find rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Um, so we're tempted to work for everything, right? We talked a lot about this when we were going over other beliefs and like uh, religions. People want to work for their faith. They want to work for their salvation. That's not us, right? We don't have to work for our faith or our salvation. We come before Christ with our sin and we receive grace and forgiveness. Um, but what does it mean to find rest in Christ? That's a very Christianese term. Like, just find rest in Christ. How would you describe it to someone who's never heard that before? I think I'm reminded of, like, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, where he's basically just saying, come to me, all those who are weary and burdened, and um, there you'll find rest. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and it goes on further, but it just reminds me, like, okay, if there's anything that I'm, like, carrying, that is a burden that is bigger than sharing the gospel, then it's mm-hmm. not my burden to carry. And, like, that needs to be surrendered to the Lord. And I feel like a lot of times, like, that can go under, like, being tempted to work out our own faith or our own, our own salvation. It could be, you know, worrying about relationships. It could be about, like, anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, in this world that the world tempts us with in, in ways that we don't always even understand. But... Um, I'm just like constantly reminded that like true rest for my mm-hmm. soul. Yeah. Like, all of that is to be learning from him, having my eyes set on him first and mm-hmm. um, pursuing a relationship with him before I'm pursuing anything else in this world. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's like surrendering everything to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I love that passage. Yeah. Any other thoughts on what it means to just rest in Christ? So, when I think of the Sabbath day, right, and all the times when in the Bible they say you should keep the Sabbath day holy, right, it should be different. And as believers, we're supposed to be different, Hmm. right? So, like, let's say Sunday is your Sabbath day, right? Or it's the day that it's just set apart and it's just less burdened, right? And it doesn't mean, like, you can't go to the grocery store. It doesn't mean you can't pick up a shift on Sunday, right? It just means that Sunday feels different, Hmm. right? Why does it feel different? 
because you're intentionally acknowledging Jesus, mm-hmm. right? It's a day that you intentionally say to, take to say, okay, we've done six days of work, mm-hmm. or we've done however many days that we need to rest today, or whatever. Like, it needs to be... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but... No, that sounds great. Aside, so, that's what I think of first, the, what Carly said. But the other thing is that it just, it's different, mm-hmm. right? It's not just sitting on your couch watching Netflix and eating Doritos all day long. Like, <laughs> that's not what it is, right? Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, those days sometimes are still full of, like, pressure and mm-hmm. all this weight on your shoulders, like Carly described. But choosing a day that is for the Lord mm-hmm. is a different feeling. Yeah. And so finding rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ and even in the just the presence of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is it's supposed to be a different feeling yeah day, you know yeah it reminds me of the word just like being content yes like just content mm. in his presence in that day there's yeah. nothing that you have to do for him it's just it's been done for you mm. and yeah so that whole day you're just going at the pace of joy mm-hmm. and whatever the Lord like you're just mm. obeying the spirit and like that's all it is no. and it's just yeah. And it sounds really weird to someone that doesn't get it or mm-hmm. to someone that doesn't know really what the peace of the Lord is, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't sound like something someone would normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But the... So I've also thought about this. Um, we have... In the Old Testament, you have the Ten Commandments and the Old Law. So mm-hmm. all of Leviticus, right? Leviticus is outdated now. We don't have to do all the things that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. not wearing, like, two types of clothing, whatever but the Ten Commandments are the one type of law that transcends all culture, history, and time. Hmm. They fit everywhere. Hmm. But the one that's controversial <clears throat> is this one. This yeah. is the Sabbath law. And in my brain, God wouldn't put it in there if we were supposed to disregard it. Hmm. If all the other ones make sense now. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. intentionally choosing to be content and just be satisfied with what the Lord is doing in your life. Mm. It makes sense. Yeah. So I know a lot of people they're like, you don't have to follow the Sabbath. You don't have to follow anything in the Old Testament. Sure, true. You don't have to. You don't have to. Mm. But it makes so much sense. And think about the times in your in your life when you're totally stressed, mm. right? Nursing school, or or you are fully <laughs> scheduled up all the time, mm-hmm. um, or whatever, right? The times when you intentionally fight. And it's a fight when your schedule is that full to make sure you have even two hours of the yeah. day that are set apart. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I really yeah, do I think that. that God physically made us to need rest, too. Like, to find that rest in Him and to be con- totally content in His presence and in the finished work of Christ and to also just, like, be relieved of the pressures of life, like, we're, he was like we were created to do that like mm-hmm. your body starts like breaking down if you don't take a day off yeah. you know you that's when you experience burnout mm-hmm. and yeah it's just it's just interesting that God has put it in, as a rhythm in creation to rest mm-hmm. and he's created our bodies to need rest and so there like therefore we can't overlook the Sabbath it's mm-hmm. supposed to it's there for a reason and I think too even like you know how you work so many hours a day mm. rest lies in like sleep like physical rest right um and there's like so many awesome benefits to that like your 
brain, like as you sleep, is literally like it washes out the impurities, like mm-hmm. for, from like the cerebral spinal fluid. Like your brain gets flushed um, whenever you sleep, and it like helps remove those mm-hmm. impurities and things like that. And so, like physically, it's like refreshing. That's why sleep is one of the reasons why sleep is so important. Right. Um, but that's not the only rest that the Lord calls us to. If that was it, mm-hmm. then we would be fully satisfied just in our sleep, but we're not. Like, we're called to also spiritual rest, mm-hmm. too. That's good. And that's a different kind of rest. But there's still that rhythm that's set up that, like, the Lord has shown us, mm-hmm. like, that our bodies clearly need. And so spiritually, like, for our spiritual health, like, we need that same rest. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. So it's... So finding rest in the finished work of Christ is finding contentment in him and finding joy. I like what you said, the, like the pace of joy. Um, I, I like the way that that's phrased. And, um, and resting, in the, resting in the finished work of Christ just means resting in the fact that Jesus has paid for all your sins, that you are free in him, um, that you don't bear the, the burden anymore. Um, so there's two implications that... Um, go under finding your rest in the finished work of Christ. And first, it's that we know that we don't work for our salvation or to prove, our, to prove ourselves, so we are freed from the idolatry of work. So we don't have to idolize our work or have our lives revolve around just working because we're freed from working for our salvation. Um, why is it so easy to turn work into an idol, though? Has anyone ever experienced turning your work into an idol? Yes. So there's that part of it. Yeah. If I work more, if I just work one more shift on Sunday, Mm. I can have, you know, whatever, 100 more bucks in my paycheck. Right. And then I could do this, and then I could do this, and you get caught in that rhythm. It becomes, I have to get work all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, work is usually tied to money, so, and we need money to live, but, yeah. Yeah, why else? Why else is it so easy to idolize our work in like a worldly sense sometimes if you're doing work it seems like you're doing something important Mm. yeah like for the world but Mm. you're not thinking about like an eternal mindset yeah yeah it makes you feel significant yeah yeah that's good i know for me for a while i really idolized my schedule so like I would literally be like, okay, I have to fill up my Google calendar hour by hour because then I will be, like, worthy. Like, that will be, like, I will feel so important. But my my value didn't change whether my day was full or whether it was busy. Or, I mean, if, if it was empty or if it was full, it didn't change. But I just felt like it did. And I just got, I just burnt myself out on something that didn't even matter. Um so that kind of leads me into my next point is that we know that we're significant to God and therefore we don't have to work for our significance. And I um, was thinking about that passage. I wish I wrote it down. I, sh- I should have, but um, I would just slip my mind. Oh yeah. Uh, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So while we were his enemies, basically, he still thought he, we were significant enough to die for. So therefore we don't have to work to earn God's favor or to earn our significance um, to, to him or to anyone else, it's already there. It was there for us before we even gave our lives to him. Um, so that's something that I was, I've just been thinking a lot this week about of how 
I was significant to God before I even recognized that he was God. Like, that's really amazing and freeing on my part. Um, So that's why we don't have to idolize our work. Um, So yes, we are called to rest and to rest physically um, and to sleep and to rest our bodies. And we're called to rest spiritually by giving all our anxieties and burdens to the Lord. But we're also called to work. Um, We're called to work hard for the glory of God. So six days a week, God worked. Six days a week, the Israelites worked and one day they rested. So therefore, we should be very hard workers. Most of the week, we should be working. Work is good. God created us to work, but he also created us to rest. Um, So Proverbs 31, it shows this really, uh, like, godly, biblical woman that just works hard in her family. She works hard in the marketplace, um, but ultimately, she trusts God with everything and finds her joy in him. Um, And then 1 Thessalonians 5, 14, this is one of my favorite passages. It says that we should admonish the idol. So we're supposed to tell the lazy person to basically get up and do something with their lives like the bible's like telling us to admonish the idol to encourage the weak to help the faint-hearted um and one of those things is just telling like lazy people like i you need to go do something for yourself so we're not called to be lazy um and the gospel shows jesus working hard and then going away by himself and praying so there's this constant rhythm of working really really hard and then resting well um and so also in all eternity and the new heaven the new earth we're gonna be working I don't know. I don't know if you guys knew that, but we're going to all have jobs and we're going to be working. It won't be tiresome work, but it'll be good work for the glory of God. Um, so we should be the hardest workers in our workplace, at school, in, um, in our homes. Like Andrea is a mom. She is like one of the hardest working moms ever because that's what God has called her to. Um, so and all of you guys are such hard workers. Like I know Bethany works crazy hours at Culver's and Carly works like two jobs and does full-time PT school school and (laughs) like you guys are such hard workers and so just just keep it up and if you feel like maybe you're not working hard right now find ways to work hard work hard and rest well and that's the rhythm that God has created us for that doesn't mean though you put yourself in a situation to get burnt out yeah yes that was my next point yes let's go Andrea we're on the same track here yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, no, you're, you're good. That helps me transition well. I struggle. Like, that's where I get caught. Yeah, burn, burn out, burn out. Well, it is looking at my life and saying, I'm, I'm missing something. I need to yeah. fill it in. And then filling it in or working harder and mm. burning myself out to the point of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional exhaustion. Yes. And then, then you have to, like, clean slate for a few days. Yeah. And then you're no help to anybody if you're... Yeah, so that's my next point, is that once you start idolizing work and neglecting rest, true rest, that's what happens, that's what leads us to burnout. And so I would like to do like another week over burnout, just because I feel like it's a very common theme right now, is like feeling burnt out, getting burnt out, knowing you're about to get burnt out, but keep going anyway. Um, So what times, my stomach is growling so loudly, I feel like it's going to be able to be picked up on the audio. Um, What times in your life have you experienced burnout? School, college, college. sports, sports. Yeah. How would you describe those times where you're just burnt out? How do you How do you feel? No energy. Yeah. Absolutely anything. Yeah. No energy. It's like conscious autopilot. Yes. So like. You're doing all the stuff you're supposed to be doing, right? But you're not, like, turned off. Hmm. You're, like, fully on. I don't know. It's 
I feel like I when I turn out, I'm not absorbing anything. Yeah. Like I'm doing like I'm going through the motions and like doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. But then I create so much work for myself in the future because mm. I'm like I'm not actually absorbing anything I've been learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also you don't find like any joy in what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like so when you mentioned it, I thought of this episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> where, where Squidward was like going through the motions and he he just kept doing the same thing every day and mm. working like super hard doing a bunch of stuff and it just kept showing his day and he just kept getting sadder and sadder and sadder mm. and he was just like super sad and it's like you're just going through the motions doing a bunch of stuff and it just keeps getting worse yeah and you just don't you don't consciously know what you're doing and you mm. just keep getting more sad and yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and sometimes you get in the cycle where you're like, well, if I just worked harder, then I would fix it. And then it just digs you deeper into the hole. Um, so I found this quote from a pastor. And I feel like pastors know the most about burnout. Pastors have a tough job. They bear the burden of um, – not bear the burden. They they are the shep- – the, the, what's it called? The shepherds of the flock. And there's a lot of flocks, a lot of sheep that are very lost. And so they – they care for they care for them and um this is a quote from um a pastor i found i didn't get his name but it was like in an article that i read and he said when workers for god are burnt out they have almost always allowed their work for god to be bigger than their minds bigger in their minds than his work for them so let me read that again when workers for god are burnt out they have almost always allowed their work for god to be bigger in their minds than his work for them so that is when he's what he's saying here is we get burnt out when we think that our work is more significant than what Christ did for us. So, like for me, the times in my life that I've experienced burnout is when I think that I my work is more important than Christ's work. So, for example, if I'm meeting with a girl one-on-one and she had, maybe she's not making like any progress in her spiritual life, I might feel so discouraged by that because I'm like, I, I have been meeting with her. I, like, me, 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 I have been putting in the work when really my work doesn't really matter compared to Christ's work. It's Christ's work. And if I, I wouldn't get burnt out in that situation if I just trusted the Lord with that situation. Does that make sense? So I think that's a really good way to think about it is when we think our work is more important than God's work, that's when we are headed down the road of burnout. Um, if we trust in our own strength, we will get burnt out. And if we don't rest, we will certainly get burnt out. So if you're not resting spiritually, physically, emotionally, um, then you will get burnt out. Um, and again, so much more to say on that topic. It's it's a big one for sure, and we can do another week on it um, during the summer maybe. Um, but I came up some, with some practical steps you can take from here to rest more in God and work hard at the same time. So number one, incorporate a Sabbath day or a half day if you're really busy and you can't even think about taking a whole day a sabbath day or half day where you commit to making no plans no plans at all use that time to spend time with the lord think about what he's done for you think about the work of christ and rest in that um and also spend time with people you enjoy and bring life to you so this is not the time that you decide to go meet up for coffee with that one friend who um who you feel like you don't like get life from if that makes sense so this is a time that you like spend time with your family or your friends that you just love being around if it's restful for you then do it that's what the sabbath day is all about and then also never forget to um think about the lord spend time with him in prayer 
Um, also incorporate a Sabbath time in each day. So we're created for rhythms, right? So work six days, rest one. Well, what if you worked eight hours, rested two hours? You know, you can incorporate that that rhythm into your day. And during that Sabbath rest of your day, maybe that's when you do your devotions or maybe that's when you do your prayer. Um, so it's all about rhythms, right? God created us to do a rhythm. So put that rhythm into your day and you'll find that maybe your busiest days seem a little less stressful just because you took a 30-minute rest period or an hour rest. Um, and number three, work hard and praise God while you do it. So if you're going in for a long shift and you're really tired, um, praise, try to, fi- try to find ways to praise God through it. Like, God, thank you for this job that's helping me pay for my car and my gas and my college and my family. Like, thank you for um, this schoolwork that I get to do. Or thank you that I get to take care of this little boy that you've given me that I love so much. Like, thank you for, like, whatever you're doing, just thank God for it and ask him to give you joy in it. And he will certainly do it or help you get to that point. Um, keep handing things back to him. Um, If it's yours, give it to God, no matter what it is. And you'll find that you have a lot more joy when you have a um, a lot less control over the things that are in your life. Um, So, yeah, that's all that I have. Any thoughts or comments on today? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, I thought about the past a lot because we've been going through Genesis with David's family on Saturday nights. Mm. And so we had a, a whole big discussion. Sabbath is much more of an attitude than it is mm. an action. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because you can still experience rest even on your busiest days, mm-hmm. if, like, if the Lord, if you cling to the Lord in it. Yeah. Like yeah. Busy Sabbath days, even if they're physically busier than all the other days in the week, can seem so laid back and relaxed. Mm-hmm. You're just resting. Yeah. In the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Andrea, I always appreciate your comments at the. Throughout, I feel like I talk way too much. No, I love it. I don't want to be the only one talking. I love it when you guys talk. Yeah. I've got three things. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, it was kind of going off of what you were saying. I was like, I noticed that I was starting this past semester, especially. I was just getting more stressed out than like I normally like experience in school and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and so I started to incorporate whenever there was like a sunset that was happening um around my house I just take a 20 minute walk put some worship music on Mm -hmm. just do kind of like a prayer walk or maybe I just sing worship to the Lord or like I don't know just get my heart in this posture of like I'm preparing myself for a restful evening and I'm not going Mm -hmm. just from work straight to sleep but like I'm incorporating the Lord into like this is a great time to just get to like look at God's creation mm-hmm. and it's just so beautiful and like I don't know like I feel like putting in those little bits 20 minute walk at sunset just around my neighborhood has like dramatically changed mm-hmm. um just like how I continue to like walk through the rest of the, the days even when it's finals week and like things like that yeah um which I just was like Maybe some of you like would be interested in doing that if you've not ever thought about it and you have a chance. Like it's so good. Um, that was one. The second one. I don't know if I'm gonna remember all of them. Oh yes, I do. I think I told you this the other day. But I was like, for me, I it's actually like almost a con- it kind of actually is a conviction to like actually not and it's just not making plans on my Sabbath day because mm-hmm. I'm such a planner. But, like, that's the one where it's, like, okay, like, I really have to trust the Lord. And, like, I really need to, like, step away from my schoolwork. Like, and trust that the Lord can do so much more with my six days of work Mm. than I can alone with my seven days of work. That's good. You know? And then the third one, this verse has just been jumping out to me left and right. (laughs) Um, But it's Proverbs 27, 7. And it says, one who is full loathes honey from the cone. But to the hungry, even what is bitter tastes sweet. And so basically, like, what the Lord is saying here is that somebody that is fully satisfied in their relationship with the Lord, even the best things of this world that they can, like, that this world can mm. offer us, like, we don't want any part of it because we're fully satisfied in Jesus. Mm. But if we're not fully satisfied, if our relationship with the Lord is, like, we're not finding that contentment in Him, like, we're going to be hungry. And even the bitter things of this world we're going to like cling to mm. because we're hungry and we want to be satisfied. And so I'm just like encouraging you guys, like if you're feeling like you're striving, mm. like seek the Lord in that because like he is so good to meet all of our needs. And like we find so the fullness of satisfaction in him that even the best things of this world, we don't want any part of because we're completely full in him. That's good. Um, so, I don't know. I just love that verse. Guys, that one's so good. Yeah, okay, that's a really good one. <laughs> you need to start, like, a podcast. Or so, I like the one-liners that come out of your mouth. And I'm like, <gasps> that's, 
Where did that come from? Yeah. It's yeah. just like the right words put in the right yeah. order. Just the right thing and you're oh, like, for wow. sure. I can't do it alone, though. I would need to, like, No, you there. totally could. You're so good at speaking. You I really are. I feel like I'm good at speaking. You're great at speaking. Yeah. I'm listening to you. I always tell you this, Carly, but you need to teach. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just almost choked on my water for a second. You could, tol- you could totally... Teach, teach the word. Anyway, any other thoughts? Any other? You're welcome. Bye, Paige. Um, any other thoughts or opinions or things that come to mind? Do it. Yeah, I I was really convicted this week over while I was planning this, and now I'm going to take a Sabbath day every week. So, if I drop off the face of the earth for one day, you know why. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to throw my phone out the window for a day. <laughs> Find some rest in the Lord. All right, I'll pray for us, and then you guys can go enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this morning, Lord. Thank you for a reminder that um, you have done all the work, that you don't need us. You allow us to work. You allow us to bring glory to your name, but ultimately you don't need our help. And so would you just help us learn what it means to truly rest in you, to find our satisfaction, our contentment in you alone, Lord, so that we don't turn to anything of this world or that we don't get burnt out or we don't feel um, separated from you, Lord. Would you just um, be with everyone here? Would they run to you, find their joy in you? Um, And would you help us also be hard workers, Lord? Help us find the balance between work um, and rest. Help us work hard for your glory and also rest um, for your glory as well. Uh, Be with us this weekend, as I know some people are traveling and doing things for Memorial Day weekend. Would you just keep us safe um, and be with us this week wherever we go? In your name I pray. Amen. Mm